welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay, um, I'm Kelsey Corey. Um, I am a physical therapist and I live in Alexandria, Minnesota with my husband, Nathan, and my two-year-old son, Otto, and my six-week-old daughter, Nora, and <laughs> two dogs, Roxy and Nilla. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I love the Alexandria area. My friend is pregnant and due in October and she's in Alexandria and she will probably love listening to this then. <laughs> oh, we love it here. It's it's like paradise in the sum- summer, not so much in the winter, but it's wonderful. We love it here. Yeah. And it's such a like, not big town, but not small town at the same time. No, it's perfect. I grew up in a really small community, about like 300 people. So um, this is like perfect for me. It's not too big, but it has a target, you know, the necessities. (laughs) That's a target and a Zorba is what else can you need. Right? You don't need anything else. (laughs) Okay, let's kind of, I guess, we'll chat about your first birth a little bit before we get into the the big finale. Yeah. Um, so if you want to, you can kind of touch base a little bit about how you guys decided to have mm-hmm. children and like how that looked for you as far as like pregnancy and stuff like that. Yep. Um, okay. So Nathan and I um, always knew we wanted kids. It wasn't something that we like necessarily planned, mm-hmm. but Um, it was kind of a conversation like, oh, I am ovulating. So this is potentially going to happen. And then it did. So there was Otto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thankful. I mean, fertility, thank the Lord have mercy. We didn't have issues there. Pregnancy was really good and easy. Um, Sorry for all of them listening that have terrible pregnancies. I sympathize with you. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so I was, this was like COVID era, right? So, mm-hmm. um, that was in, I got pregnant in 2020 and Otto was born April, 2021. So things were still kind of weird. Nathan didn't get to come to any of my appointments other than the 20 week ultrasound. Um, yeah. And then with birth, this was really funny. Well, I went into labor with him of that. I thought on Saturday, the third of April Mm -hmm. and you know, your first, you don't really know what labor feels like. You're just like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe it isn't. Um, and I called the hospital and was like, I think that I'm in early labor. 
And they were like, oh, yeah, maybe you're probably not. You had your membrane stripped. So you could be having symptoms like this for like two weeks. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's that's good. All right. Because I was about a week ahead of schedule. So my due date was the April 10th and this was April 3rd. Okay. So I was kind of disappointed by by that. So um, whatever. It felt like it was progressing. So and then we went to Target and walked around and I ran into a couple people I knew and was like, yeah, I think I'm in labor. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, yeah, so the day progressed and um, as evening came, I was kind of my contractions started intensifying, whatever. We went into the hospital about midnight Mm -hmm. and then um, from there they tested me for COVID, but they didn't test my husband, which was super funny. I was like, okay, we're in the same room and I couldn't get into the bathtub until my test results were back, which I'm not really sure why, but that's fine. Yeah, that's like the same thing that they did for me when I... And I had sworn in 2021 too. So yeah. it was like, same thing. I had to have a COVID test, but like Logan didn't. I'm like, that's so strange. But yeah. I'm going to slightly back up before we go completely into this birth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just kind of have you touch base a little bit about how you, I guess, envisioned birth going for your okay. first one and how you kind of like picked your care team and like prep yeah. for this birth. And then you can kind of jump back into like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I was pretty naive. I don't know. I didn't, I honestly didn't really, I'm pretty relaxed as far as that kind of stuff goes. So I just kind of picked a provider that my other like friends had picked Mm -hmm. and I did pick an OBGYN for my first. Um, and she was great. Um, our hospital or clinic, actually you don't even necessarily know what provider you're going to get for your birth anyways Mm -hmm. so they kind of make you have a uh, some appointments with other providers throughout your pregnancy anywho which is was kind of nice but it's not a lot of continuity um yeah yeah so yeah, I had an OBGYN and I honestly there wasn't weren't any provided birth classes due to the circumstances of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered an online one that Nathan and I watched, which was okay. Um, it was kind of lame. It ran through like most common scenarios, you know, like the perfect birth and then the birth that baby turns into cesarean or, or you know, the things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Small in labor, things like that. So it kind of ran you through, you know, common things that could happen. Um, and really, I didn't, honestly, I did not do any research. So I just winged it. I was like, okay, whatever. I trust these medical professionals. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So I hope they do. <laughs> yeah, that's so, how I feel like most people go into their first birth. They're just like, you know what? Let's Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> well, yeah. And then I kept asking her at like my later appointments. I was like, you know, should we talk birth plan? And she's like, meh. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, great. Fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't need to stress about it if you're not. 
So yeah, I went in really blind. I had really no idea what I was doing or what I wanted. Um, I was open to an epidural if I needed it. I didn't really want one, but I, if I couldn't do it, I was fine with having an epidural period. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that was, I didn't have any real team on board other than the provider that I chose. And then my husband, that was it. Um, and then, so when it came to labor, um, I didn't know what to expect as far as what contractions felt like or anything like that. So, um, when we got to the hospital, um, I was dilated to a three and my contractions were like three to five minutes apart consistently. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they were like, yep, you came in at the right time, but my labor took super long, which is pretty common for a first labor. Yep. And suppose like they didn't tell me this, which is fine, but sometimes I wish they would have. So I wouldn't have expected my labor to kind of progress more quickly, but Otto was posterior. Mm -hmm. So I think most times when you're, the baby is posterior, the labor does take a little longer. Did you have like a lot of like back labor or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, from what I can remember, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like a little bit of a, I guess, sign that it could right. be like malpositioned, but I mean, you yeah. don't know those things right away. No, especially like, I mean, it was my first time giving labor or like going through labor and giving birth Uh so yeah I don't know um but yes it took a really long time and so they were like how are you doing do you want anything for the pain and at this point I was like laboring for a while so I was like oh it would be nice to at least like get some rest Mm -hmm. so I did take don't even ask me what the pain medication was but I did take some pain medication, which didn't work. It like, you still feel every contraction. You're just tired. (laughs) You're just drowsy. So I'm like, that was a waste. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like some people, if they want to like fall asleep, they'll just be like, give me Benadryl instead of like pain medication because it doesn't, like it's still there, you know? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I wish somebody would, that's the thing. My moral of the story is that, um, the medical professionals did what they were supposed to do. They gave me options, but I had no clue, like, what what was I supposed to choose? I didn't know. So yeah. I took pain medication. Was it the best idea? I don't know. I don't think it helped me really at all. It just made me tired. Mm-hmm. And then um, I took another dose later into the morning, and I just threw up. So mm-hmm. it's whatever. And then finally about five hours before I actually gave birth, I did get an epidural, which I had a wonderful experience with. It was no big deal. The anesthesiologist was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then, I mean, at that point, you just kind of hang out, right? I mean, <laughs> it was fine. I just, the nurse came in and checked me and made sure everything was good and checked the monitor and had me roll um, side to side every once in a while just to keep changing position. And then I dilated fully and 
I was they the doctor wasn't there yet because this was Easter Sunday. And thankfully, my provider was actually the one on call. So she got to deliver Otto. And um, yeah, um, I only had to push like four times. I think he was born in like 15 minutes after I dilated. So that was like super. I had a really good experience, truthfully. I mean, like that's pretty textbook, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I know like when we chatted earlier, you wanted to kind of discuss your, I guess, disappointment with your first birth, if you wanted to touch on that. Yeah. So there was so many things I didn't know. I wish that they would have talked about like what are the pain medications and what are the side effects? What are the side effects of Pitocin and why do I need it? Because mm-hmm. um, that they did, they put me on Pitocin too to make my labor like try to progress some. And then I, I mean, I didn't know. I was just like, okay, I, I'll do it. If that's what you think is necessary, I trust you. But knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have taken Pitocin and I would have tried to let it progress more naturally. Right. Um, and then the other piece of all of that is, is like they didn't, I had no idea about delayed cord clamping or what the significance of letting the placenta be delivered before clamping, yada, yada, yada. There was just so many things that a, I guess my fault, I should have researched, but B like, I don't understand why the medical team doesn't educate more. I know. It's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like, you know, they go through the motions every day and do right. it every day. So it's no big deal to them. Yeah. Um, so to them, it's like, oh, it's just another birth happening. But to you, it's, it's you know, a life altering experience. So it's like. I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's like, why is there not more, more to give? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm a physical therapist and I sometimes think that common knowledge is are things that I know, but not everybody knows like, oh, this is your femur, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <What do> think? <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I, I give them a little grace in that regard, but then if they're not going to provide that information to you, they should be a, at least giving out like reading material or like, this is what you should read, or this is what you should watch or whatever, at least so the information is provided in some form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of disconnect between those two things. Yes. So, yep. Could go so, other than that. I mean, my birth was good. I just felt a lack of awareness. I just didn't feel very supported. I didn't cuz I mean, we tr- did um breastfeed like pretty much right away. Um but probably not like a licensed lactation person. Mm-hmm. Um And then there's no follow-up after you leave the hospital. I mean, they don't refer you anywhere, which I don't understand. I think all babies should automatically be given body work, chiropractor, you know, tongue tie assessment, Mm -hmm. all the things. And they're not, which is too bad. 
because I think a lot of things go missed. Yeah. There's like when we were doing lactation training, like they talked about how the first like week is the most crucial when it comes to like mothers and lactation and postpartum anxiety, depression. Cause it's like, you go from weeks and weeks of checkups and everybody asking about you and then you have the baby and it's just like you, it just drops off. There's nothing, nothing literally. Like I also agree with you that like it should be required to have lactation consultants, chiropractor, and pelvic floor physical therapist should be a mandatory thing after having birth. Yes, I agree. So that's my disappointment with my first birth. A just and that, I mean I'm not saying it's anyone's fault because I could have done more research and like reading and stuff yeah. on my own, but that was the biggest thing. Um, but otherwise, everything was really good. It was mm-hmm. a good birth. We both healed wonderfully. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were both healthy, so it was good. Um, and then, do you want me to now go into Nora? Um, well, I was going to ask if you wanted yeah. to talk about the oral restrictions now or if you wanted to do that with Nora and like combine them. Sure. Um, um, yeah, I'll talk about it right now because that was a struggle with Otto too. Yeah. Yeah, Um, so mine and Otto's breastfeeding journey was, I mean, for the most part, not terrible. So he was gaining weight, which is like the number one thing that they always say is like, oh, he's gaining weight. He's gaining weight. Oopsie. Um, so, um, yeah, we, he latched what seemed to be just fine. It's just, he would slip off all the time. I mean, and then he would get frustrated because he wasn't full and then he would have to relatch it. And then I didn't know if he was full or if he was done or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and then I felt like he was always wanting to feed. So I was like, and as a first time mom, I'm like, oh, the hospital tells you every two to three hours and I was like you just got done eating Mm. so there's no way you can be hungry so I dealt with a super fussy baby Mm -hmm. basically because I was starving him (laughs) Mm. um and then my mom was like oh Kelsey he he grunts a lot like he grunts all the time I was like yeah I guess I noticed that um so long story short we finally went to chiropractic care and it was, you know, he had some alignment issues and then we went to craniosacral and what I didn't know this, but a lot of times with, when a baby is posterior, they end up with a lot of um, like back and neck tightness. So Otto actually had torticollis that I wasn't even aware of. Mm-hmm. So, then he got plagiocephaly. Um, so he has a little bit of a flat spot on the right side of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, not overly noticeable anymore. Um, but we did a lot of body work and stuff. And then with that body work assessment, she was like, yeah, um, I think you should maybe go have him, his mouth looked at. I think he has a tongue and a lip tie. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was the first time it had been mentioned. And Otto was like two and a half months at this point. And so we got a consult and yep, he was. And they wanted to do the procedure that day, but I had already gone back to work. And I was like, ah, oh my gosh, no, I like have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I basically got super anxious about it and ended up not doing it. Um, which I regret because then we now had, he had a lot of ear infections and we ended up with tubes. Granted, I don't know if having the revision would have stopped the ear infections from happening, but at least I could, I don't know. Anyways, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah. (laughs) You could have felt like I ruled it out. (laughs) Yeah. And like my, so with breastfeeding him, I had no pain. None whatsoever. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, he because he had a fine latch. He just slipped off all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. And now with my second, I also um, have had a terrible breastfeeding journey. <laughs> um, oh, and we stopped breastfeeding. Um, Otto and I did at five weeks. Mm-hmm. And just went strictly pumping to bottle feeding because I just couldn't do it anymore. I, It was frustrating for him. It was frustrating for me. And mm-hmm. so we just moved on. And that was okay. It was fine, really. I didn't, I didn't have, like, any bad feelings towards quitting at all. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. Um, but now with Nora, I had a ton ton of pain Mm. like bleeding nipples um pain throughout most of the like as soon as she would latch and then it would kind of go like get better as she would feed Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah she had a has a really shallow latch Mm -hmm. because she has that posterior and anterior tongue tie um yeah so we have also stopped pretty much breastfeeding um, and she's six weeks old, but she's scheduled to have her revision done on Wednesday next week. Oh, good. Um, That's so that should be, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that fixes some of the issues because now um, she has reflux mm-hmm. and she like gags when she lies flat. If she, recently ate um she gets like a lot of nasal congestion because she gets nose up in her sinus cavity um you're you're from shannon right yeah did you talk to her at all about hattie too (laughs) um briefly she i know that she had her revision done but i didn't i don't know what hattie's symptoms were yeah hattie was pretty much the same she hated laying flat Mm-hmm. Only would sleep in a carrier, mm-hmm. very gaggy and congested and mm-hmm. unhappy. And she yeah. had a revision like what two, three weeks ago. Yeah. This, this past week, she's like a totally different baby. Like happy, just like just seems happy now. And it's just nuts to me. 
I'm that gives me so much hope. I'm like, because Nora's been really fussy. Both Otto and Nora have been really fussy. And my mom's like, um, my babies weren't this fussy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, aren't you lucky? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know what I did wrong. What what did I do wrong? Yeah, um, it's like nuts. I, you know, I just from an outside perspective, when you're friends with somebody that has a newborn, you're just like, you feel so bad for them when you have, like, you know, everybody says, oh, aren't you excited to just lay home and like hold your baby all day? But there gets to be a point when you're holding your baby so much, you don't want to hold them anymore. No, I know. And I was, she's getting to that point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then, like I said, my breastfeeding journey wasn't fun. So with Nora, she had bad transfer of the milk. So she also wanted to nurse constantly, like constantly. Mm-hmm. She would finish eating and I'm not kidding, 15, 20 minutes later, she would act hungry again because like, she just wasn't oh. taking a lot in. And I was like, I cannot do this. Yeah, and my nipples hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, that It's just like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, so the beauty of it is is I'm hoping that the revision will also help her so yeah you you have like a good background of like therapy and craniosacral stuff too so you have that because that seems to have been doing wonders for Hattie as well and I'm just it's I mean obviously I don't want anybody that I know to have to go through this but it's also kind of like good to see it happening to somebody close and like see the magic behind it too yeah exactly you want to you want to hear the success stories for sure yeah okay let's kind of jump into Nora's birth so if you want you can kind of touch on like how you decided you wanted to have another baby how pregnancy went and then I guess what you did differently with Mm -hmm. providers and like preparation yeah so Um, I am one of three. So my brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much the same. My brothers, they're like eight and 10, I think older than me. Yeah. Gosh. So, um, I hated that I was basically an only child. Like that was, (laughs) so I was like determined that I wasn't gonna, I was like, okay, I want our kids to be semi-close together because I do not want what I had for my kids, okay? So that was like step one. And so Otto turned one and I was not ready yet. So we just kind of decided maybe like when he's about a year and a half, we'll try. So we tried and got pregnant right away, um, (laughs) which was fine. So they are about 27 months apart, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was going to be really, really great. (laughs) And I'm telling you, this season is so hard having a toddler and a newborn. Um, A, because newborns are needy and um, Nora has been extra needy because, you know, of her tongue and lip tie. And then, yeah, Otto has had just been used to being by himself for so long, and now he doesn't get all the attention. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, so we got pregnant, and um, I knew before we even got pregnant with Nora that I wanted 
eight to even potentially have a home birth. I was like, hey, you know, what do you think? And Nathan's like, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Because <laughs> um, at this point, I had taken craniosacral courses myself and gotten certified. And I was like, feeling really like, oh, I could do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then the, my craniosacral um, therapist is actually who we hired as our doula. Mm. So I knew she offered those services. And so we kind of just like discussed. Yeah, let's, Nathan was kind of dragging his feet. He wasn't sure. He kind of wanted, he's like, what was wrong with Otto's birth? And I was like, well, I just feel like I didn't really have a lot of support and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I would, I would like to try to not need pain medications and stuff this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like, I want someone to help me through that. Mm-hmm. And so he agreed. So we were like, okay, we'll just hire a doula and do a hospital birth. So mm-hmm. great. That's what we did. And I actually chose a midwife at the hospital this time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, through my pregnancy, I went to, <laughs> I skipped a couple of appointments, which naughty, but I'm like, I'm fine. The baby's fine. Um, in fact, it, there was like a 10 week gap and my midwife, when I finally went back was like, oh, I thought maybe you just switched doctors. <laughs> You're like, nah, I'm just, I, I just didn't need to go. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm just good. I'm fine. Um, so anyways, uh, that was all good. I had a pretty, I had a really good pregnancy as far as health goes. I did not have a good birth as far as mental health goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I weaned off of my antidepressants. So my pregnancy was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was okay. Like, it was fine. I wanted to do that. But hindsight, it probably wasn't the best decision. Would you make um, that choice again if you have another one? <laughs> um, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because it was really difficult for me, but I ultimately wanted what was absolutely the best for the baby. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really hard question. Maybe I just won't have another one. <laughs> <laughs> don't make that be your deciding factor. Right? I know. Um, yeah, it was... It was hard. And if anybody is questioning going off of theirs just for pregnancy, I wouldn't do it. If I would recommend staying on your medications because I took medication the whole time I was pregnant with Otto. Mm-hmm. And um, pregnancy was hard even with medication, let alone not. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, But like physically wise, you felt pretty good through? Yes, I felt really good. Um yeah, I gained about the same amount of weight with both pregnancies. Mm-hmm. I thankfully had no complications, no diabetes, mm-hmm. no hypertension, nothing like that. Did so, you, did you do any um, besides hiring a doula, or maybe your doula did this? Did they do like birth prep or like kind of some sort of stuff like that with you for this one? No, um, no, we didn't. I basically went in kind of blind again (laughs) except for the fact that I had done it before right I mean I had one but I 
tried to prep Nathan because I knew that it was going to look a lot different, but I don't think he understood how different it was going to look with me be not being on or like having any pain medication or epidural. And also like, not being a first time mom. <laughs> right. I was like, this is going to look different. Like it's a, it's probably going to go faster and B I'm going to be in a lot more pain. Like <laughs> this yeah. isn't going to look the same. Yeah. Um, so I was mentally prepared for that. So I tried to have my husband be prepared for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did meet with the doula um, like a, two times, I think, before birth just to discuss some things like what is our plan? What are things that we want? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of, I told her, I was like, I want delayed cord clamping. Um, I want to avoid an epidural at, I mean, unless I absolutely can't do it, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I need, I want you to help me like change positions and breathe through contractions and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and then she kind of helped me with, uh, the best or, uh, recommended different supplements as far as prenatals go and things beforehand too. Um, Mm -hmm. but no, we didn't do like any birth prep other than I was basically told her kind of what I wanted. And that was pretty much all we did. Yeah. So kind of, I guess, take us into your last week of pregnancy and yep. then you can just kind of jump. <laughs> yeah. So um, my last week of pregnancy, A, Otto was early. So I like wanted this one to be early too. <laughs> be early be early I'm ready to be done um so the plan was always to have my mom here to help with Otto and the dogs and so she came and then nothing happened so I sent her home (laughs) and then that week Tuesday I had um an appointment with Brittany who happens to be the doula but I had um a craniosacral session Mm -hmm. and she just um kind of assessed me and gave me a treatment and that morning my left SI joint started hurting and she was like oh that's a good sign that's pretty typical when babies are moving into the birth canal um so that's a good sign and then I just felt so good otherwise that she was like you know your body's in really good shape I wouldn't like don't hold your breath I wouldn't think that this baby is going to be born in the next couple of days she the baby feels pretty cozy in there I was like oh (laughs) bummer um yeah so then Wednesday I had an appointment with my midwife at the clinic and I was like strip my membranes come on and she she checked me and she's like well you're dilated to a two but your cervix is still pretty thick so you're not very faced and this it might not work and I was like oh just do it anyways <laughs> so she tried um which I don't know if that's what like started the whole labor process or not I have no idea it could have I, I was membrane stripped as well and that's what made mine start but it's very 50 yeah. 50 right because I had mine stripped with auto twice and yeah. then um I did end up having him like a couple days after my membranes were stripped the first time or the second time. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So then I went to work on Thursday and everyone's like, no baby yet. No baby yet. I'm like, oh, no. You're like, quiet. (laughs) Um, Because my due date was coming up on Saturday. Mm. And so um, anyways, about 4 p.m. at work, I had like a pretty like strong contraction. I was like, oh, huh. Okay. Didn't try to make a big deal of it because I didn't you know, early labor is like, I don't, eh, I don't really know. Right. So I had contractions throughout the evening and then I called my mom and had her come. And then I called or I let the doula know like, Hey, um, my contractions are, you know, about more than 20 minutes apart. And I, you know, I, I have some bloody show. I have some, a backache, whatever. And she was like, okay, well, just if it progresses, let me know. I Let me know when they're like 10 minutes apart and then I will get myself ready and come over there. If this is early labor, let's both go to bed so, right. you know, we can get some rest. Right. So I went to bed about 10 and then I woke up about 2.50 with a contraction that I couldn't sleep through. Up until that point, I, none of my contractions had woken me up at all. And I was like, oh, okay. So I got out of bed and started writing my contractions down and tracking them. And um, they were a, a little, 10 or a little more minutes apart at that point. And so then I messaged Brittany about uh, four and told her like, hey, they're 10 minutes apart and I have to breathe through them now at this point. And so she's like, okay, I'll get in the shower and I'll come over. And so I woke up my husband about 430 mm-hmm. and was like, hey, it's progressing. You should probably wake up. Let's get things in the car, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then they kept, you know, they were pretty strong and they lasted a long time. So I got in the tub because I was trying to get some relief at that point or up until that point, I was just like kind of walking around, kind of leaning over the couch, sitting on the exercise ball. So I was like, I'm going to try the tub. And so I got in the tub and then at 545, I got out and was like, okay, Brittany needs to get here now. So I called her and I was like, please get here. I need you. <laughs> you're like I'm desperate yes I was like I yes you need to get here and she was like okay I'll get some clothes on and I'll be there so she got to our house at six o'clock and I was on the exercise ball in the living room and I had had two like pretty good contractions with her sitting on the couch in front of me and she's like you're doing great just try to let your body relax and only let your uterus contract. I'm like, huh, I would love for that to happen. <laughs> oh gosh. And then I like kind of got panicked and I stood up and she stood up and I, I had a contraction standing and I got like, it was, it was pretty intense. If anybody's had an unmedicated birth, mm-hmm. they know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I got nauseous and sweaty and was like, okay, we need to go now. You're like so, transitioning right now. <laughs> right now. I was like, this is happening. 
So um, Nathan ran downstairs, gave the monitor to my mom, told her that we were leaving. Um, and so I went out to the garage, opened the garage door, and was I was, like, going to get into the car. And Brittany told Nathan to go get a towel in case my water broke in the car. Mm-hmm. So Nathan ran inside, got a towel, whatever. At that point, I had had, a, like, one, maybe two more contractions that were really pretty stinking intense mm-hmm. um, and Brittany's like do you want to try to make it to the hospital or do you want to go back inside and I was like almost in tears at this point and I was like no neither like I don't want to go inside because Otto and my mom are in there um and I was like you know hysterical <laughs> I was like my poor two-year-old doesn't need to see me like this um and then um all of a sudden she I was my water broke and I was like yep okay this is happening and I the next thing I know I'm kind of in like a squatted position hanging on to Brittany mm-hmm. and the pain was like exactly how she described it she said you know you're gonna feel like a burning ring of fire and that is exactly what it felt like and Nora's head kind of just like moved through the birth canal without me really even pushing at that point I had another contraction I pushed and her head came out and then I had one more contraction and pushed and there and Nathan caught her and there she was in our garage well actually I've skipped a step where I panicked because I still had my underwear on and Brittany's like it's fine we can get them off was your garage door still open at this point? Yes, garage door is still open. And what, what month was this? This was six weeks ago, so yeah, it was June. Okay, well at least it's warm out. It was warm out. It was warm out, and this was like six twenty, six fifteen, something like that in the morning. What day was it? What was her birth? It was the Friday. Friday the twenty third. I just have to like look at what I was doing that day. <laughs> I was getting flowers that day and you were giving birth in a garage. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was insane. Oh, that it's is just insane. wild to me. <laughs> it was so wild. And like I was a little panicky because I was like, holy cow, this is not at all what I planned. We're not going to make it to the hospital. What the heck? Um, and so once she was born she was that wasn't crying or breathing yet so Brittany had to like stimulate her back in her chest I mean that was like a super rapid birth I mean super fast so pretty typical when that happens um and the cord when she did come out was kind of around her shoulders and I panicked a little bit Brittany's like she's fine she's fine um and then she took a pretty big gasp and cried and she had some, a little bit of fluid in her lungs. So, um, she cried for a little bit and then Brittany kind of took her and patted her back a little bit and did some, um, you know, magic on her with her craniosacral Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. And then she was good. And what did your, your mom think when she was like in your house and she probably heard like this happening? Oh, I know my mom. Well, I mean, I was pretty panicky, so I was probably not the most fun to listen to because um, I was saying, no, no, no. I was 
like, ooh, not good. So my mom said that she was like cried because she was kind of scared for me. Um, But my mom was trying to keep Otto occupied because Otto was awake at this point. Um, So they were downstairs and they were playing. And then I guess when Nora started crying, Otto heard her in the garage and was like, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom's like, yep. So So he will be. He's he's going to be two and a half in September. Okay, so he's two now. Yeah. So it's like comparing him to my son who will be two in October. And like um, like I mean, I'm imagining like if he was like three or four, him going to like preschool and being like, Yeah, my mom had a baby in the garage. That's where right. my- exactly. I know. Gosh. Uh, I went no, he isn't quite at that level yet, but <laughs> I'm sure yeah. I'm thankful because that could have been really traumatic for him. <laughs> Oh, thankfully your husband went and got that towel, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding though, for real. Um, yeah. And honestly, it was like so good. My I'm the I birthed the placenta, which was like nothing, right? I mean, it was fine. And then we put the placenta in a bowl and carried Nora in the placenta <laughs> upstairs, and I sat on the couch with some towels and waited and waited for a home midwife to come because at that point Brittany was like do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to just stay home and we'll call Ashley and she can just come and check you and Nora out and I was like well staying home sounds kind of kind of (laughs) good so did you contact your doctor or the hospital or anything after this yes so I after everything it was probably I don't know noon or something that day I called the hospital hospital and asked to talk to Shalon or my midwife and she was actually out for the day and so I was like you know I just need a message left for her saying that I had an accidental home birth and we're both real fine and good and we were checked out by a home midwife And, um, I had some appointments scheduled for that coming week Mm -hmm. um, in case I hadn't had the baby yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's cancel the ultrasound, obviously. And then I'll keep the appointment that I have set Mm -hmm. to see Shalon. So I, I did go and see her that following week. Um, and she just, (laughs) She couldn't believe it. I mean, gosh, we ran into her actually on Tuesday that following week when we were out and about. And I, she was like, just died laughing. She was like, I can't believe that you had your baby at home. And then just stayed home. You're like, eh, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, our situation it was maybe different than others. We're really lucky that we both were healthy. Um, you know, I understand that we could have gone to the hospital, but there really was no need. Right. I didn't care. Especially since you had like a, a midwife come to you. Right. Yep. She did all the things that would have been done in the hospital anyways. I mean, she Uh weighed her, she got her vitamin K shot. She, she clipped, we clipped the umbilical cord. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, she did thorough education on what signs and symptoms to look for with her and with me Mm -hmm. and 
she checked my perineum and everything was good. And she, yeah, it was really like so good. Um, and then my husband was like, yeah, if we have another one, let's just have a home birth. I was like, good idea. You're like, wow, it's almost like I brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny how it does work out because I mean, though, my whole pregnancy, I kept saying things to people like, yeah, I kind of wanted a home birth, but my husband didn't. And then I got a home birth. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's just funny because people think like, oh, did you plan that? I'm like, yeah, I wanted to have a baby in the garage. Right. No, no, I did not. Like if I was going to have a baby at home, I think I could have chose any other room in the house. Literally any other room. Like, come on. I mean, the cleanup was a piece of cake. Right. Yeah. In that regard, like, heck. Just a hose off. Yes. Seriously. It was like. Rain. (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny. Um, Laughing. I just. Yeah. It was a trip that whole day and into the next day. My husband would look at me and he'd be like, yeah, we just had a baby in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess one of my questions is with the home birth midwife that came to you, mm-hmm. how does that kind of work out? You know, cause you did all of your care mostly in hospital mm-hmm. and then was this person like, your doula's friend that was like, oh, I'll just call her and have her come. And then she just took over your case or like, how does, I guess that work? Okay. So yes, my doula has a business called Unwind. That's her craniosacral business. And then she offers obviously her other services like lactation and her doula services and things like that. And she actually, it's like a collaborative health center. So Mm -hmm. the midwife, Ashley, has her office in the same location as Brittany. Mm. So Ashley's business is called Empowered Midwifery. So yes, they, she knew, they knew each other. And that's how Brittany, like called her. Okay, yeah, I've definitely heard of Empowered Midwifery. Um, Yeah. And so what happened after that was, A, we just, because we didn't have any care established with her prior to that, she has like, she obviously had to, she charged us for like after birth care. And then she came the following day to like recheck and make sure everything was good. Mm -hmm. And so she charged us $500 for that. And Mm -hmm. we just paid her, but she did run it through our insurance and I haven't heard if our insurance covered it or not. Mm. Um, so a lot of insurances will depending on the licensure that your midwife has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then after that, um, yeah, she just checked on us the following day and then um, she did all the paperwork for birth certificate and social security number and things like that. And she did the heart test at our house. And um, the only thing we had to go to a different clinic for was her North hearing test. Mm, Yeah. 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 So we did that at the clinic. And then um, I had my appointment with Shalon. And then that was kind of it. And then, I mean, the rest is up to like whoever you choose as your pediatrician. And 
um yeah because i had my a uh, one week with shalon she was like eh, if you're good you don't really need to come back for a six weeks so i didn't um yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't a complicated handoff or anything like that. Do you think that if you have another, you would have her be your midwife then? Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't, you know, there's some really powerful, awesome women who do unassisted births, mm-hmm. but I'm not at that level. <laughs> <laughs> and um, even like I was telling Shannon the other day, I, I'm like, I just want to be taken care of. <laughs> like, just right. let me do everything. Right. I know. Because I didn't, I mean, they even threw all the laundry in the wash right. for me. I mean, for crying out loud. I didn't have yeah. to do anything, which was yeah. so nice. Um, you just had a baby. You don't want to do anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was. And then because, I don't know. It's hard to get yourself to rest. That would be my only thing about being home directly after the birth was that mm-hmm. it's kind of a blurred line as far as resting goes because at the hospital, what is there to do other than rest? <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're home, you like think of all the other things that you could do, but well, and especially since you didn't plan on being home, I think it would be a little bit different if you had planned on being home and you could be like, okay, I want my mom to do this and I want you yeah. to do this, you know, so you don't have to feel like you have to get all these things done. Right. But it was very like sporadic, <laughs> like, right. you know, it just happened. So I'm sure you're like, oh, that needs to get cleaned. That, you know what I mean? Yes. And I might have actually even had my mom take Otto and the dogs. So then Nathan and I could have been home. Right. With the baby. Right. Um, Cause then it would have felt more like, you know, postpartum recovery. Some people want all their family, everybody there and that's fine. Everybody, you know, choose what you want to choose. But I think I would have ultimately wanted more of a quiet environment mm-hmm. and a little more peaceful. Yeah. It wasn't. And but I guess okay. you don't have the nurses coming in every hour and a half no. to two hours. Yeah. Thank Please. gosh for that. Yeah. Please that was that. <laughs> so nice. And to sleep in your own bed and all that. It was wonderful. Yeah, not the hard plasticky beds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It well, was ultimately a really good experience and I would encourage anybody that has thought about having a home birth is do it hire the midwife get the doula do it this is how birth was supposed to be yeah it's so funny because my physical therapist also had an accidental home birth so you kind of like if you listen to birth podcast at all Ashley Riley so if she'd be a few down okay physical therapist and she yeah she did and she kind of sounds the same as you too so it's really right. kind of freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> she's the best but yeah so I guess my only other question is how are you doing now how is I mean we did touch on Nora's revision coming up and all that yep. kind of stuff but like how are you doing um postpartum is really hard for me it was with 
Otto too, and it has been with Nora as well. Um, I did was not doing well. I thought that I could maybe manage with like uh like supplements and things like that. So I like upped my omega three and my B twelve and you know whatever. I'm taking like so many supplements thinking that that would help and not that it hasn't helped at all, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was super angry. Like I would get mad really easily and I didn't want to be that way. So I recently, like I think even just last week started on, um, an antidepressant and I feel 1 million times better Oh, good. So I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, it hasn't been easy. It's been really, I wish I would have started something sooner because maybe the journey would have looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, right now doing fabulously. I'm good. so happy that I started a medication because I feel so much better. I actually like want to get outside and yeah. I'm not angry. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's, it's yeah those Shannon and I like to call them the dark times <laughs> those first few weeks especially yeah since you went off your medication and it's hard it's so hard it's, and it, yeah okay it's okay to be on medication be supportive yeah. I'm normalizing it peeps it's normal yeah yeah because um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean having to deal with to- a toddler and those tantrums and those behaviors and then like, you know, keep yourself together and, mm-hmm. you know, give life to your newborn and try to maintain your home to a like livable degree. Mm-hmm. Also <laughs> dealing with fussy baby yeah. ties, pain, all those things. Like it's, it's so hard and you're doing a, you're doing a great job. I, I am now. For sure. <laughs> like two, three weeks ago, maybe not, but wouldn't be recording this podcast two, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I probably wouldn't be in this in this uh mental state. But <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling much better. Yes, I feel super good. My healing has been great and I yeah, I've been really good. Do you have any sort of resources or words of wisdom that you want to share with anybody listening or just like I guess recommendations on since you've experienced like basically a 180 of different birds literally yeah things that you would like to tell anybody listening well okay first off I would just like to tell anybody whatever you choose is the best choice you know Mm -hmm. that's whatever you're choosing is the best choice for you. So don't feel bad about whatever you're doing. Be confident in what your what your birth plan is. And even if you don't have a plan, that's okay too. That was me in the first first birth. Um, but more importantly, um, I wish if you have this information, like how to access doulas and what how do you search for one? How do you get one? Because I thankfully knew somebody that was a doula, but I don't have any idea like where people need to look to find one. 
Yeah, it's kind of, um, well, I mean, so I was trained by Dona Mm -hmm. and I don't know who your doula was trained by, but Dona is like one of the bigger corporations that Mm -hmm. train. So you can go like on their website and like search doulas in your area that, but you know, that's only going to show you the ones trained by them. Right. That's one way to find one. And I mean, you can look up other training companies too and look up theirs. And then, I mean, I know Fargo has like a thing called the birth circle. So you can look for ones in there and like mom groups. Yeah. I'm not sure what like every other town has, but yeah, it's kind of hard to just like find one unless you like start searching and asking Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. So I guess that would be something if anybody wants to do a lot, just do your homework. And, mm-hmm. and if you have multiple options, do interviews with them and see like which one you connect best with. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to pick one just because they're the only one available. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. And a lot of others doulas do is, um, is travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get, get the best team on board, whatever that looks like. Even if that's just you and your husband, fine. But mm-hmm. um, just be confident and comfortable with who you're, who you have present with the birth. Um, yeah. And even if it isn't like traditional hospital birth, or <laughs> it is, um, be okay with that, and don't think that you're making a bad decision by not doing what's normal right yeah everybody has their own i guess preferences we'll go with that word right and that's okay some people are very very like don't want anybody to touch them no intervention nothing won't even get a hep lock and then there's other people that go into birth and they're like i want an epidural no matter what and that's totally fine and i know i yeah whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and then the other thing is, is like it, postpartum have a lot of support because it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. And then secondly, if you feel like something's off with like breastfeeding or your baby in general, or you find, get help, go like anybody ask a a postpartum doula, ask your mom, go to the doctor. I don't care. Go to the chiropractor, anything, and just get some answers. Because I think so many people are like, oh, it's normal. Babies are just fussy. But Mm -hmm. if if you feel like something is wrong, just go with it and trust those instincts. Mm -hmm. Moms know best. They do. They really do. Really, I feel like a mother's intuition is like never wrong. (laughs) I mean, it hasn't been yet. <laughs> You're like, we know it all. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that you want to share? Oh, gosh. Or no. you, you got all your words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I talk most of the time. So, No, I, that's great. That's I, the best kind of podcast is when I don't have to dig for things. You just do it and I can just listen and also enjoy the story. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Uh, yeah. so okay. That's well, it. 
thank you for joining. Yeah, no problem. I'm just going to probably listen to it back and laugh at myself laughing the entire time, picturing myself having a child in the garage. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, it's just so wild. I uh, yeah, really, it I is. Don't, your garage looks like but my garage is nasty so that's what I'm like picturing and it wouldn't be a good place if it was my garage <laughs> thankfully we had just cleaned not that long ago so it was like uh not that bad oh good a yeah. sterile environment semi-sterile semi-sterile <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right well thank you very much for joining yes thank you